Welcome to another episode of the Academics Podcast. I am your host, Justin D. Barnett, and today's guest is Erica Driscoll, Executive Assistant at AMPR Group. AMPR Group is a Los Angeles-based boutique public relations agency specializing in entertainment, music, lifestyle, sports, and philanthropy. This is an episode that I've been looking forward to for a while because up until this point, guests of the show have primarily been from the advertising and marketing side of things, and many listeners have hit me up requesting to hear from people in the PR world. For those that are unaware, advertising and PR are very closely related, so much so that some colleges even pair the two majors into one. Speaking of college, Erica and I are both alum of the same university, Cal State Dominguez Hills, which is one of those very colleges that groups the two disciplines into one. But enough of this intro, let's get into the conversation. Here it is. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Academics Podcast. Today's guest is Erica Driscoll. Erica, it's always good to have a fellow CSUDH alum on the show. Welcome. Hi, thank you. No problem. So, I mean, let's let's jump straight into it. I know you are an executive assistant at AMPR Group. What is AMPR and what do you do as an executive assistant? Yeah, so AMPR Group is a boutique public relations agency based out of Los Angeles. It is owned and operated by a woman of color born in L.A., and who really just worked her way from the ground up to build out her own business, which is really what inspired me and drew me to this agency. Mm -hmm. Here we represent clients and talent in the entertainment space and specifically within TV, film, and music and sports. Right. And um, as as I just mentioned, we're both alum of the same college and one of the things about our degrees that we that we share is that we you know it's an advertising slash public relations degree. So my question for you is why why did you choose uh, PR over the advertising side of it? Yeah, I always was interested in working with talent specifically, and between the two, I figured that PR made more sense to me. I've always been interested in advertising, so when I went to CSU Dominguez Hills. When I realized that I had the opportunity to like get a degree in both fields, I always looked at it like my shorter term goal was going to be to pursue public relations and really give it my all. But my intention with going back to school was always to use PR um, in the entertainment field specifically. So that was like I knew as soon as I graduated, I was going to be working in entertainment PR because that's like that was my my laser focus goal. And then I kind of looked at the advertisement side as something that I can get into maybe later in life, because I don't have a ton of experience in the advertising side, like working experience. But from what I have learned, like through classes and my own research, it kind of feels a bit more structured than PR. PR is really like, there's no set hours, things are always moving, things are always changing. I feel like advertisement is a little more like built out and there's a step by step way to go about that career. So I don't know if that's actually true because I haven't pursued advertisement myself yet, but that's how I saw it. So I was like, you know, this can set me up for later in life. If, you know, I don't want to do PR anymore. I don't want to be on red carpets or working with talent. Or if I want more structure in my life, I can move into that 
side of things. So prior to your current role at the PR agency, like what has your career journey been like thus far? Because I know like similar to me, you kind of have a lot of experience in, in other fields. So like kind of walk, walk me through, you know, what your journey has been like thus far. Yeah. So before pursuing PR for my career, I worked in luxury hospitality. So I worked in hotels, essentially, and in like five star hotels here in L.A., And I enjoy the hospitality industry. There's a lot of things that I found, you know, that I enjoyed to do, but I was never passionate about it. It really felt like a job to me more than a career. And as I was getting older, I was really looking into things that can sustain me like for the rest of my life. And really the North Star in hospitality, at least in the hotel aspect of it, is being like a GM of a hotel. And or a regional manager or something like that. And I kind of looked at the people in those roles. And I asked myself if that aligned with how I saw my future. And the answer was no. So, so I asked myself, well, like, what else do you want to do? What are you good at? And what are you passionate about? And I always was drawn to the entertainment industry, specifically music. I've always thought like when I was young, I was going to be a music executive. But I once I kind of got into things a little bit more, I realized, you know, maybe that's not exactly what I want to do. Because when you actually get your foot in the door and start working in these fields, your aspirations might change a little bit because it's probably not what you thought it was going to be. So yeah, I had to like have a conversation with myself and ask myself, like, what do you care about? What is going to motivate you to go to work every day and produce your best work? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick PR. And so I started, I was like, I want to finish my education. I actually, I applied to universities when I got out of high school Mm -hmm. and I didn't get into any of them, which led me to go the community college route. I then moved to LA when I was 19. So living on my own and finishing my education was a challenge. I've always kind of funded my own life and I didn't really have the luxury of a a straight like school to college pipeline. So yeah, I eventually was like, I'm going to finish my degree, finish my bachelor's and went the PR and advertisement route. Um, I just kind of want to go back and, and talk a little bit about some stuff that you said. I mean, right now you just mentioned you didn't go the traditional school to college pipeline. Like you, I can, I can relate to that. And for me personally, it, I, when, as I look back on, on my journey, I'm kind of thankful that I, I had to live life a little bit and, and, learn and mature before mm-hmm. pursuing an education because you know when I was fresh out of high school and if I would have gone directly to college I'm not sure that I would have done as well as I ended up doing just because yeah. I wasn't I didn't have that laser focus like you mentioned on what I want to do um so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if, if it's kind of the same type of situation for you or you know how do you how do you feel now looking back that um you didn't have that that you know school to college pipeline yeah I, for me and for my particular personality and my ambition, it worked perfectly for me because I knew, I truly believe that whatever you set your mind to, that you can obtain it. And I believe that for myself. So when I told myself I'm going to get my degree, I knew I was going to get my degree, whether that was in my later twenties or whenever that happened. But I think that it really depends on the person for me and people who are very good at regulating their themselves and their schedules and their life. I think that it's perfect to go 
a little bit later because you can experience some life and you're just smarter and you have more life experience versus being 18. And typically if you've been in school your whole life and don't have many other life experiences going straight into another institution that costs a lot of money that you have no idea how to manage your finances or where the money's coming from or how you're going to pay it back. And you're still just kind of limited. So if you're 21 coming out of college, you're, you, you gain great experiences, but it's still within the utopia of a college institution. So it's life, but it's kind of like a specialized version of life, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, Yeah. So I think for some people, that's great because for some people, that's probably a great, you know, safe haven, like who need a a extra four years that don't want to start life yet. And I get it, but it's no shade. If you are a traditional student, I think that there's a lot of great experiences and you make great connections, especially going to like bigger universities. And, um, you know, if you have access to that, I think it's a beautiful thing. But um, if you have a different route in life, you know, it also, you just have to make it work for you. I'll give you the pros of what I think is the best um, that has worked the best for me going to college in my later 20s is that my degree that I just obtained is relevant right now. So my curriculum, my education is more like up to date versus me getting this education 10 years ago where things are kind of outdated because the industry is like constantly changing. I love that perspective. That's actually one that I've never even really considered. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're, you're totally right. And like you said, there's no shade to people who have the benefit of our, you know, the, the, the ability to go directly to college. But um, I think it's more so I, I like to speak to the people who didn't have that. And, and I think there's a certain amount of like insecurity that, that can possibly come with, with being an older student. Um, are a lot of pressures that one can feel on themselves. I mean, maybe I'm projecting because that's how I felt in the situation. But mm-hmm. when I was in the moment, um, I didn't I didn't look at it as, as a positive. I, I looked at it as I'm far behind. I have a lot to make up. But you know, in hindsight, it, it's actually can be a blessing. And I feel like everyone is is running their own race. And as long as you, you're focused on what you what you're doing and what your future is, I think um, you know timing timing is just it's just a thing. It's, it's not important. Yeah, for sure. And once you complete it, no one cares when you completed it because when you go in and it really is specific to whatever path you're pursuing. That's why I think it's really important. And that's also a pro of going to school later in life is that you just have more perspective and more clarity and more time to think about like what you want to pursue. And so I had the luxury of well, I use the word luxury, like loosely, but I had the time to think about like, what are my skills? What am I good at? And how am I going to translate that to, you know, a degree? It's just more of a strategy behind it rather than when you're 18 and graduating high school, like you're scared to death to be moving into a new phase in life. You can care less about what you're going to study. So there's just different like life factors that are involved. Also, Like I said, it's very specialized to the person because for me personally, I have a lot of agency over my life because I'm unmarried. I don't have kids, so I can move freely and do whatever I want versus if I did have other obligations or other people in my life to take care of, I would, you know, have to make decisions differently. So 
like I said, it's a lot, even for someone like me who I consider to have less responsibility, just meaning like less lives in my hands. Um, it's a lot. So I like moms and people who have families and more obligations as far as people depending on them, I think are superhuman. They go back and choose to finish their education. Exactly. Um, Let's talk a little bit about internships. I know you had a couple of internships before uh, or in the past. Do you feel like, uh, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, what were those internship experiences like? And do you feel like those experiences Mm -hmm. helped you uh, where you're at today? Absolutely. I think internships are a million percent necessary. Um, Internships give you the opportunity to explore things at a low cost because they don't expect much of you because normally they don't pay you. So you're really just there for the experience. But I definitely think that that is also what you make it. So I think that they're 100% necessary. I think it's a great opportunity to explore different things. And that's where you learn what you like and what you don't like and what you're good at and what you're not good at. So one of my first entertainment um, internships was at Entertainment Lab, and they're a talent management and production company. So I interned at their office in Beverly Hills and there it was a, it was a pretty small um, office. And this was like right before the pandemic and that company in particular, from my experience was just operated more on the back end of talent. So my role specifically, I got to get a lot of like um, casting opportunities that studios would send in and um, entertainment lab had a list of actors that they worked with. And I saw mostly the actors, but I think they represent writers and people who do like voiceover work and things like that as well. And basically, um, they would kind of tell me like which um, actors teams to send it to. And I would send a bunch of roles to them. So it was cool that I would see like what projects were in development and what they were casting for before, you know, it was like public knowledge. So that was cool. Um, and then the pandemic hit so that I kind of, they gave me the opportunity to finish that internship from home, which was great. They were really understanding about it. Um, but then I moved into another internship, um, at Franklin Entertainment, um, which is Devon Franklin's entertainment company. And there they produce TV and film and a lot of like faith-based, um, content, And Devon himself, so he's very unique in the entertainment industry. He is an author, a public speaker, a motivational speaker. He speaks on um, spirituality. He creates movies. So he's definitely like a unicorn in the industry. And it was really like my honor to work um, at his company with the people at his company. Um, He's also from Oakland and I'm from the Bay Area. So it's just an extra win for me to work with someone who really like work their way to the top. And yeah, that was a great experience. I interned there for about eight months. And then um, that was actually through the pandemic. So that was also another layer of um, not complications, but just like a challenge that that he had to adjust to just, you know, running a company Mm -hmm. and me having to adjust to as an intern. So like when you're in the office, you can't oppress people by bringing them coffee. So like you really have to, when you're not in the office, you can't do things like that. So when you're like interning remotely, you really just have to impress people through your work. And that's really all that you have. Um, 
so yeah, I, I felt like I really um, maximized that opportunity and I had that, like, I got to meet some great people and it was great. I really enjoyed it. And it was, it gave me a lot of experience and a lot of tools that I use in my current role. Dope, dope. So a lot of people who listen to the show are current college students or, you know, recent grads are people looking to get into the industry. Um, and I find that, um, you know, one of the questions that people enjoy most are you know, that people have most often is kind of getting that foot in the door or that first step, like even up to like starting with the, the interview process. So I'm wondering, like, what's your current role? What was the process like of, of landing that job? So I'll say for public relations, um, in entertainment especially, but I think this probably applies across the board, is that your network is your currency. It's your absolute everything. So I've always had a mentor, and my mentor actually um, assisted me in getting this role um, just by being amazing because she's a great person. But her network is crazy. So in PR, really, your network and the people you know is crucial. It's critical. I would say probably most people who work within PR got their jobs based off of a relationship. So that would be like in PR in particular, I would say grow your network in whichever way is organic to you. Um, For me, that meant going back to school. That meant um, like just networking with people on LinkedIn and sending the messages I would go to events, um, like, like very targeted events. So people like in the industry, um, who like panels and things like that, more like structured things, not just parties, but also parties are great too. Like you have to really just, I would say networking organically is the best way to go. So if you try to just meet people for the sake of them putting you in a room that comes off weird, and I wouldn't suggest that. Um, and also you shouldn't like use people like that, but if you can do it in a way where you naturally attract people, you gravitate towards people and that's really like where the magic happens. And then you kind of, you know, um, just what's the word. I don't even know how to describe it, but once you create that network, you guys kind of just exchange favors. So it's like, Hey, my friend is looking for this. Are you interested? Or do you know anyone? And that's kind of how that evolves. So now that you've been in the industry a little bit and you've gotten to be around tons of people, what skills do you feel like are important to have for someone who's working uh, in PR, like personal skills? Um, I would say if you're going to work with talent, um, you like discretion is probably a top priority. Um, you have to understand you're working with public figures. And with that, especially as far as being a PR rep or involved in their public image, you really just have to be aware of um, the information that you get and the information that you share. Um, So that's kind of like a professional layer that you have to build into you because you might be talking casually with someone. And a lot of people can talk about what they do for work all day long. And it's, it's okay, but you have to understand like, these are people's, you know, public image that you're dealing with. So you just have to navigate that a certain way. Um, I think it's really important in entertainment to have a very strong sense of yourself um, because 
you would be surprised that people's personalities can kind of morph into whoever they're around based off of the star power in the room. And I think the people who know themselves enough, um, those people are the ones who really like have the longevity, in my opinion. Mm. Um, those are the people like talent want to be around the people who have your own original ideas and you don't always, you know, say everything's cool and everything's great because these people already have enough yes men around them. And I think it's good to really just have your own, your own thoughts, your own ideas and your own sense of identity. Um, that's probably a way more abstract answer to your question. (laughs) Um, but yeah, more technically, I would say you have to be a very excellent writer. Um, you're going to be communicating all day long. So a very excellent communicator. Um, like literally you have to be able to write press releases and emails and you just have to present yourself very professionally, um, in a written form a lot. So I think that um, serves people well. And what else? Yeah, you I also think being very like organized and kind of creating your own systems of how you operate is helpful as well. So, I mean, what would you say is your favorite part about what you do? So my favorite part about what I do is really like seeing my clients happy. So at the end of the day, working for a PR agency or being someone's rep is you are offering them a service. And when your client or your customer, however you want to think about it, is really happy with your service, that makes me happy. So for example, if we roll out a press release or we book a particular interview or do a red carpet, or just kind of achieve something that's really like on their goal list, that makes me happy to let them know that like, I heard their aspirations. And I was at least a part of some, a team or something to, you know, bring that to life. That that makes me happy. Dope, dope. I mean, and on the on the flip side of that, like, what would you say is the most challenging or difficult part of your job? Um, for me personally, the most difficult part is that anything can change at any moment. And I think having to adjust very quickly and like pivoting in a very effective way can be challenging. Not that it's that I can't do it. It's just sometimes takes me a second to like kick into another gear when it's like, okay, I thought we were going to do this at this time. And this is what's going to happen. But actually, like we're coming up with a whole different direction. And now we're doing this. So that can be a challenge. Got it. And and knowing all that you know now and all that you've gone through, um, if you could go back in time and offer your younger self some advice, like let's say um, just starting out college, you know, what would you what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to think more critically and be more specific with my goals earlier. So I learned that once I like literally wrote down a specific list of what I wanted to achieve and why it made sense to me, that's when it started to materialize. So like being as specific as possible is how things happen in my life anyway. And in order for you to work towards very specific things, it takes a lot of thought and it takes a lot of strategy. And if I can go back, I would have done that earlier. 
um, and started really like taking those serious steps towards, you know, what I want to do. And it doesn't always have to be like the right choice or the right direction, but just kind of um, being less vague. Yeah, I love that. I love that. For anyone listening who is interested in, in pursuing a career in PR, you know, what advice would you give them? Yeah, um, I would say get a mentor, um, someone. And when you are choosing a mentor or like looking through, you know, your network and people you have access to, or even you don't have to know this person. I really believe like we have every tool that we, we, you know, we're fortunate to have every tool to really reach out to people and find people. So do your research, but um, get a mentor that you respect. And that goes beyond their professional career. I think you should work with someone or at least like become the protege of someone who you want to be like, who you like how they operate, you like how they think, you like how they treat people and, you know, like who do their job well. So get a mentor, um, create a relationship, do your research and really like become obsessed with whatever industry that you're going to be a rep in. So know everything about it because when you're really like a wealth of knowledge is when you become valuable. So I would just say, um, just learn as much as you can and do your own research. That's so good. So good. So one last question and uh, I'll let you go for listeners who might want to get in touch with you after the show, just to reach out. What's the best way they can do that? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. That sounds so funny. Like I never tell people follow me on Instagram. Um, but my Instagram is underscore Erica Michelle. My name is spelled E-R-I-K-A Michelle. Um, or you can email me. Um, my email is Erica, E-R-I-K-A dot Driscoll. So that's dot D-R-I-S-K-E-L-L at Gmail. Erica Driscoll, thank you so much for jumping on the show and, and having this conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you want to keep up with us outside of these podcasts, make sure you follow us on Instagram. That's at academics, A-D-C-A-D-E-M-I-C-S. You can also email academicspodcast at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. Thank you. Class dismissed.